The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. There are so many things going on right now. I really had to pray before this recording to make sure that what is needed for me to share is the right one as far as the Lord Jesus Christ is concerned. So I just want to warn you, I'll be going all over the place today, okay? We are in a season of harvest. We are in a time that we need to continue to unlearn things, set them aside, those are not from the Lord, and learn from the Holy Spirit by the Word of God. We need to mature the body of Christ for us leaders And we need to prepare them for supernatural things that God is about to manifest on the face of the earth, especially in this country. And at the same time, we have to prepare God's people to arm them, to overcome, and to defeat God's enemies and to destroy the works of Satan here on earth. Remember, the Babylonian system or the world system is the works of Satan. And God is expecting us to destroy that works and implement God's ways of doing things. To tell the people about the kingdom of our God and to teach them God's ways of doing things. Who God is. Okay? And you know, I entered the ministry. I obeyed God because I love Him and because He is sovereign in my life. He is truly God. Not for popularity contest, but something that needs to be, uh, to be shared with you by the word of the Lord, okay? So just fasten your seatbelt because God is doing an amazing thing. I just want you to open your heart, okay? In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 45 through 47, I'm going to read from NIV. It says, All these curses will come upon you, They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the Lord your God and observe the commands and decrees he gave you. God gave us commandments. We're under the new covenant, thank God, but God gave us commandments and I'm going to point them out to you, okay? Verse 46, they will be a sign and a wonder to you and your descendants forever. How long? Forever. 47, Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in the time of prosperity. You know, we tend to forget God when we're victorious, when God grants us the desires of our heart, and we got so busy in doing something else and we have forgotten God. A lot, even Christians, they go to God when they're in trouble but not in the time of victory or prosperity. And you and I are going to change that, right? We're going to unlearn that, and we're going to change our hearts, that our heart will be focused and steadfast, obeying and believing our Lord Jesus Christ. For several weeks, I have been asking the Lord, 
because I kind of sometimes uh, getting discouraged, if that's the right word for it, because I knew the promise of God. I know we have a covenant with Almighty God, and His plan for us is to bless us and not to harm us. And I know how awesome, wonderful God is. And I have been asking the Lord to show me and teach me how to minister and open the eyes of Christians, especially leaders. The beginning of sorrows that Jesus warned us about in Matthew chapter 24 is here and now manifesting. And many people are suffering. Even Christians, they don't have the answer. We were made to believe some of the teachings and our doctrines are in error. And many, many of our brothers and sisters in Christ, not just the world out there, the unbelievers, but also many Christians are suffering. Because why? Because we need the revelation from the Holy Spirit in our present days. We need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. And most importantly, the body of Christ need to mature. The religious devils in our days are busy keeping us distracted and focused on who should preach, women cannot preach, who crossed the line instead of preaching the good news of the gospel. And you and I are going to change that, all right? We believed that the anointing of God to minister is just for a few, and it is limited to the five offices. The primary function of the five offices is to mature the body of Christ and to prepare God's people for the works of service. That's in Ephesians 4.11. You need to read that. Going on to 4.12 and 4.13. We are still debating even now. Some of us are saying and preaching from the pulpit, there are no more prophets and no more apostles, only pastors, evangelists, and teachers. We don't have any scriptural basis for that. And another error is everybody needs a pastor, including the prophets and the evangelists and the teachers. They all need to be under the pastor. No. Prophecy or prophets are subject to prophets. And the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ is a spirit of prophecy. Right? Okay. Those are unscriptural. Actually, if you read the book of Revelation, pastors and evangelists are not mentioned. It is God's holy apostles and prophets, and God is dealing with false teachers. Okay, this is in the book of Revelation, and we cannot add or take away or change anything of that. Okay? So hear me out before you turn me off. Ephesians 4.11, I repeat, clearly states that the function of the five offices, all five offices, is to prepare God's people for the works of service, and these five offices will cease to exist when we reach the fullness of Christ. Okay. And I said the first two that will not be functioning according to the book of Revelation because it has a reason. When the body of Christ matured, okay? In Revelation chapter 22, verse 17 says, The spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. 
It means to say that the entire body of Christ are evangelizing because we have reached the maturity that we are no longer tossed to and fro by the cunning deceitfulness of men. So, in Revelation twenty-two seventeen, is the body of Christ had matured and everybody was evangelizing. During these last days, the church is going to mature, being led by the Holy Spirit, and would evangelize. Okay? We pastors, because I'm a pastor too, for some of you, I don't agree, and said, I don't care. I did not appoint myself. God did. We pastors, our goal is not to increase membership. Our goal is once people of God just got born again, we feed them milk for a short season and then we'll mature them. The entire five offices needs to mature the new converts. Disciple them, discipline them, prepare them. We don't look for membership. We look for discipleship. Okay, and that is a good word. Okay. I was working in the garden one afternoon and I've been praying and the Lord answered my prayer on how can I make leaders, the true leaders of God and Christians, born again Christians, pay attention to what is going on, to what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church and take their post. The Holy Spirit whispered to me, Christina, Ask them this question. The Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And he made us a promise, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So, this great commission, did Jesus command only men, only old people? What is the age bracket? Or is this great commission a commandment for every born-again Christians? You and I know the answer to that. It is a command of the Lord for all of us believers. And let me point out to you the greatest commandment of all. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And in John chapter 14, Jesus said, If you love me, obey my commands. So what does this prove to all of us? Let us look unto God and who God is. God is sovereign, meaning God has the ultimate authority, power. There are no outside power or higher power than him. He can choose, call, appoint whomsoever he decides. He is the ultimate authority. So probably now, if you're going to read that, that God is sovereign, now we can begin to understand why God chose and appointed Deborah in the book of Judges to be a judge, a woman, over all Israel instead of her husband. Have you ever wondered about that? Because God is sovereign. 
So this will also expose, correct, or point out the error of teaching about submission. Yes, in Ephesians chapter 6 says, you submit to one another in love. But first of all, we must submit to our Lord Jesus Christ in obeying his commands. Remember, our commandment is to love the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. So, first of all, we must submit to our Lord Jesus Christ in obeying his command. Second, we must submit to one another in love, especially between husbands and wives. Wives, submit to your own husband, not to all men and not to all husbands, to your own husband. Now, we can also be able to explain and understand why Abigail, who was married to Nabal, defied her husband's wishes and went and met David with food, wine, and everything, and intercede on behalf of all Nabal's household, including herself. And David, who is a prophet, whose man after God's own heart, acknowledged that Abigail was sent by God to him to stop him from killing the entire household of Nabal. And he ended up marrying Abigail. Because why? Abigail went after to what is right and godly. Remember, God is sovereign. God has the extreme power and authority overall, including marriages, including our personal life, including our career, our business, and our ministry. Okay, now we can also understand why Sapphira died with her husband after all, Sapphira did submit to her husband's wishes, did she not? Why did she die? Because Sapphira put her husband first before God, and she didn't do what was right and godly. Remember, these two, Ananias and Sapphira, they are not just ordinary members of the church or church attendees. They're being discipled. They are called in the apostolic ministry. So whatever are the rules and regulations, limitations imposed by men, always remember, go back as your point of preference, the greatest commandment of all, the great commission, and what Jesus said, if you love me, prove it, obey my commands. So stop limiting God's people, stop limiting God, and his people and what they can and cannot do, what, what position they can and they cannot. But let us be in line with what God is doing. And also, more importantly, women, my sisters, you do not have any excuse in disobeying the Lord. Always remember Sapphira. You devote yourself in obeying and loving our Lord Jesus Christ first and foremost. Yes, we're going to face a lot of challenges and oppositions. But we're going to face those challenges and oppositions whether we obey or disobey God. I know what I'm going to do. I must obey God. Because there may be many afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers or will deliver us from them all. So, 
I will go for the easy route. For me, obeying God and trusting God is the surest and the shortcut. Okay? And at the same time, from the book of Genesis, all the way to the prophets, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, God's generals, God's prophets and kings, they address God as sovereign Lord, meaning every time you said, oh, sovereign Lord, it means to say, God, you are the ultimate. God, you are above anything and everyone, including those members of my own household or your household. Example, Abraham called and addressed every time he talks to God, he addressed him as all sovereign Lord. Example, Genesis chapter 15, verse 2. Genesis chapter 15, verse 8. Moses, prophet, who talked to God face to face. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 24. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 26. Joshua, chapter 7, verse 7. Judges 6, 22. Judges 16, 28, 2 Samuel 7, 18, and on and on and on. They addressed and acknowledged and worshiped God as the ultimate power, a sovereign Lord. So God can choose and pick and choose whomever he wants to fulfill or take any post. He can choose what's going to be done. Even the hearts of the king, he has an absolute authority. Okay, And the nation of Israel acknowledged that God is sovereign and they did not have any problem of God appointing Deborah as a judge over the nation of Israel instead of her husband, Lafidoth. So, women appointed and called by God can preach, can prophesy, can hold any of the five offices. God is sovereign. How can you make disciples if you're not appointed and anointed by God? You know, Mike, my husband, has a greater responsibility and authority in the Sasso family, in our household. The Lord Jesus actually requires husbands to give up their life, to lay down their life for their wife, just like he did for the church. So Mike's responsibility is greater within the family. But listen to this. When it comes to ministry, Mike and I have equal responsibility before God. I am going to face God on that day alone without Mike. Same thing with you. It does not matter who you are, your status. You are commanded to obey the Great Commission under the sovereignty of our God. That is why Ananias and Sapphira, in the book of Acts, they both died. They have equal responsibility to do godly things. They are both apostles to be. They're both disciples. So, sisters in Christ, you cannot make excuses anymore. You cannot blame anyone, take responsibility, or blame your spouse. Just remember what Jesus said. If you love me, obey my commands. Okay. So if this is tough on you, 
we are about ready to face the greatest move of God that's never been recorded in the history of the church. And at the same time, the wickedness of the wicked people there are reaching their fullness of wickedness. And here we are, we're still squabbling and who can preach. We need everyone. We need each other to take their post. The anointing of God is not just limited to selected few. There is no elite in the kingdom of God. It's whomsoever who's going to believe, trust, and obey God. Okay? So I entered the ministry in obedience to God because he called me. He reminded me he knows that I'm a woman when he called me. But my expression of gratitude for what Jesus did and has done for me is my obeying him and trusting him. Just like I said, it's also a shortcut to prosperity, to a glorious life, to overcoming life. So I am not going to preach what you want to hear. I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit, and I'm just going to say it the way it is. Why? I did not call myself to the ministry. Jesus did. So he's the one that I need to report to. He's the one that I need to please. When it comes to the household, when it comes to our children, especially when they're little, I have to confer that. Mike and I need to come into an agreement. We need to pray and take both of our responsibilities. Okay? But my priority when it comes to me ministering, to me prophesying, is Him, our Lord Jesus Christ. When Mike and I first got married, I focused my prayer, my energy to support him in his business, his career, and also in the ministry. I go wherever he goes, and I covered him with prayer, and I minister with him. And then, when my children were small, they became my priority. They need their parents, especially their mother. And I want my children to go with us wherever we go. So we make sure of that. But when it comes to ministry, your calling, you submit to our first husbandman, our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And, of course... I got proven by God in 1999. Erica was a few months old. James was three and Joshua was five. And in my prayer, the Lord told me, you are going to Peru. I want you to go to Peru. I'm going to show you something. You think that that was easy? I don't want to leave my children. And uh, the Lord said that Michael is also their parent too. He can take care of them. And the Lord provided the finances. I got my plane ticket like one and a half days before our departure. While in Peru, I cried myself to sleep because I'm missing my children. During daytime, did not have any time for anything. We started ministering in the morning and because hundreds and hundreds of people are streaming and they want to get prayed for and there's only four of us. After we're finished, we change clothes, we eat, and then we come back again, and we minister again. And hundreds and hundreds of people also came. And in the midst of all of that, Mike enjoyed spending time with the three children. 
He took time off from the business and spent time with them, playing, going to the park. God is sovereign, and I obeyed him, and my family was taken care of. And, you know, the Lord understands. He did not send me again until, until my children can really go on foreign missions and foreign countries instead of them being infants and toddlers. God knows what we're capable of. He is such an amazing God. He takes care of everything that concerns you. So now, walk that God is sovereign over your life. And God is sovereign concerning your issues and your situations right now. God is sovereign concerning your physical body. Embrace, embrace him. This is a part of your inheritance to be made whole, prosperous, and anointed. Amen? God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at Outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023.